Thanks for listening to WDET. That's 101.9 FM. And thanks for visiting us at WDET.org online and on your mobile. I'm Sandra Swoboda, your host today of Detroit Today. And next, we're going to talk to the leader of an influential Michigan newspaper. It's one that has covered both global conflict and international human rights issues and also told the really personal stories of its readers in Metro Detroit. This paper has been a mobilizing force for its ethnic community in Southeast Michigan, advocated for social change, and also been a big player in the local media market. And it's also WDET's partner in the Detroit Journalism Cooperative, if I can just throw that in. So the publication, the Detroit Jewish News, which is 75 years old this year. Joining us in the WDET studios is the publisher and executive editor who's been with the paper for 32 of those 75 years, Arthur Horowitz. Arthur, welcome to WDET. Great. Thanks for having me. So take us back to the first issue of the newspaper in the spring of 1942. With what was going on in the world, we might consider that an maybe unlikely time for a Jewish publication to launch here in Metro Detroit? Well, in many ways, it was an unlikely time, but also a perfect time. You see, there was already a publication serving the community called the Detroit Jewish Chronicle, and its editor, a man named Phil Slomovitz, uh, was not particularly happy with the, the way that publication was, um, was covering uh, world events, covering the community. And lo and behold, he separated himself from that uh, publication. And in March of 1942, he started the Detroit Jewish News. So what was wrong with how the coverage was being done and what was new about how the Jewish News did it? In many ways, Phil was a a passionate, ardent editor. And uh, he was taking on anti-Semitism when he was at the Chronicle. People like Father Charles Coughlin and Henry Ford. He was a devoted Zionist. uh, And the owners of the Detroit Jewish Chronicle at that time were kind of, eh, you know, they weren't sure. There was a, within the Jewish community, uh, there, there was still a, a strong sense uh, among a certain segment that uh, you need to assimilate. You needed to become part of the community, meaning the American community. And Philip Slomovitz, of course, believed that. He believed that very strongly, but he also believed in the correctness of uh, the Jewish people having a nation state of their own. And lo and behold, 1942, with all the terrible things happening in Europe, uh, word of the Holocaust, uh, wasn't called that at that point, uh, starting to trickle out from Europe. Uh, here's this man who started this newspaper, and 75 years later, uh, we're, we continue to be the beneficiaries of, uh, of his passion, of his vision, uh, and I think we're all for the better of it inside and outside of the Jewish community of Detroit. So let's talk a little bit about that community. I mean, you, your coverage does very much aim at individuals in the community, too. But how do you balance sort of that very hyper-local community level with really stories of international, global, sometimes conflict and politics um, that the diaspora is involved in? Well, I think in many ways what we do and what I hope and suspect any good local uh, media outlet will do is how do stories, whether they're local, but especially national or international, impact me in my own home, in my own community? So I, I think the, the unique things that the Detroit Jewish News has been able to do, in addition to covering the stuff of life over all of these years, birth announcements and wedding announcements, bar, bar mitzvah announcements, later on bat mitzvah announcements, uh, obituaries, kind of the stuff of life. It has also uh, been able to say, here are these things that are happening, happening in the city of Detroit, happening in Lansing and Washington, happening in the Middle East, happening in Europe. 
And here is how we can give you a unique perspective that you're not going to find in your other local secular media outlets or, for that matter, in the New York Times or on, uh, on network television. So let's talk about some of those decades uh, pairing both what was happening in the world and here in Detroit, Metro Detroit, for the Jewish community here. You detail some of these in the commemorative issue uh, that's out, on, available on newsstands. Is that How do people get it? People can get it at, uh, at newsstands, uh, typically pharmacies, other outlets. Uh, people can go to www.thejewishnews.com, and on that site there's a list of all the outlets where they can buy it. I think I'm dating myself and staying newsstands. But anyway, moving on to what's in the issue, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about some of those, you know, what, what happens through the decades, both internationally and here for Detroit's Jewish community. Well, 1940, I mean, what, a, what, a, what an amazing and horrible, of course, time at the same time. So you have uh, World War II, you have uh, what's happening in Europe, but you also have Hank Greenberg, Hank Greenberg, the local idol uh, the very first issue ever of the Detroit Jewish News had on its cover Hank Greenberg. Um, go, go Tigers. Go Tigers. But that's kind of like People Magazine saying, okay, whenever you put uh, uh, you know, a certain celebrity on, you sell out. So right out of the gate, uh, uh, Phil Slomovitz uh, had a little bit of a marketing uh, sense because if you wanted to sell out your first issue— you put Hank Greenberg on the cover. <laughs> so you had Hank Greenberg, of course, and he was off in, in the military uh, in 1942, but came back in, you know, after the war and helped the Tigers win the pennant. You had, uh, of course, the aftermath of World War II, the destruction of European Jewry, uh, and you had the creation of the State of Israel, uh, all of those things happening within a, a very tight period of time. Uh, uh, what, a, what a monumental uh, decade, if you will. And, and then, what was the impact here in Metro Detroit, as reflected in the stories that were going on in the Jewish News then? Well, in, in Metro Detroit, there were a few things. Number one is what you saw is after World War II, you had refugees, and the community um, was not as mobilized as one might have thought or expected in terms of people who were trickling out of Europe, finding their way to Detroit uh, the community did a much better job in the 70s and 80s when you had people leaving the former Soviet Union and how they were absorbed. Uh, so all of the, the stories that you'll find in the Jewish news, they're not all kind of great, wonderful, happy things. I mean, there, there's certain uh, self-criticism, if you will, of, of what we did and how we did. But then 1948, creation of the State of Israel, uh, you have, uh, you know, this massive rally. I, I believe it was at Central High School, community-wide celebration. It still gives people shivers who were there, who were still alive uh, when they uh, recount that particular event and the pure joy. Uh, and, of course, the concern that came because subsequently there was a war of independence uh, after Israel uh, became a state. Uh, but then you pivot to the 1950s, and, and you have a community in many ways, meaning the Detroit Jewish community, that is, has been pursuing the American dream and is starting to show those signs of success. So you have a community moving out, moving out toward northwest Detroit, moving into this little area called Oak Park, uh, and then ultimately moving further out to Southfield and, and largely following a, a northwestern pattern, a migration pattern. And you have new houses and you have new shopping centers and you have uh, all of those things that uh, were, were part of the, the boom, if you will, after World War II here that the Jewish community was a part of. 
You're listening to Detroit Today on WDET 1019 FM, or maybe listening online at WDET.org. I'm Sandra Swoboda, and with me in studio is Arthur Horwitz. He is the publisher and executive editor of the Detroit Jewish News, and we're talking about the publication and how it's celebrating its 75th anniversary this year. So, Arthur, we were talking about kind of the Jewish community through the decades. I think we were, we were at, what, about the 60s or 70s? Carry on. Oh, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so what you have in the 60s is uh, really a, a couple of major events, and then a major figure, a global figure, who was, uh, you know, at his peak in the 60s. The major events that happened were 1967 in June, you had the Six-Day War. Um, You had uh, Israel uh, being in a situation where uh, its existence was uh, under threat, and it launched a, a preemptive strike, and lo and behold, not only did it win uh, but it actually pushed out its borders, uh, recaptured and reunited the city of Jerusalem. Of course, it has had lingering consequences that are, are still being felt today because that, that there, there are unresolved issues as a result of that. But 50 years ago, I don't think anybody anticipated that. So there was that kind of joy. And then within a matter of a month, two yeah, months, weeks. you had uh, 12th and Claremont. You had the, the Detroit riot uprising, disturbances, which impacted in a significant way lots of communities, certainly uh, impacted uh, the Jewish community as well. People say that uh, it was, you know, the 67 events that, you know, pushed people out of the city. They, they were already leaving well before then. Uh, it may have accelerated uh, some of that out migration. And then how has your coverage uh, included those international issues and more local ones in just the last couple decades? Well, in the last couple of decades, uh, really the, the major issues continue to be challenges in Israel, you know, uh, two-state solutions, how, how to uh, both uh, assure as much as possible that, uh, that Israel is there and, and is able to live within secure borders and have, uh, have a peaceful relationship with uh, those around it. And at the same time, um, you know, there are certain challenges that uh, you just can't brush under the rug. I mean, uh, there are aspirations uh, among Palestinians. Uh, that, that can't be ignored and in some instances have been. And, uh, and I think that what we try to do, and really it goes back to, you know, 1942 and when Phil Salamovitz started the Jewish News, uh, how do you reflect diverse points of view? But ultimately, you know, people say, well, we're advocacy media. And, and you know, and ultimately, when it comes to advocacy, you know, I, I thought about that because I came from secular media. I came from the Baltimore Sun before I, I came to Detroit 31, 32 years ago. And what I realized that advocacy means we advocate the survival of the Jewish people. And within that, there is a tremendous amount of opinion on how you do it. People on the far right and people on the far left and people in the middle, people who live here, people who live in other areas. But for us, you know, the, the core is how do we uh, advocate survival of, of the Jewish people, the Jewish community. And, uh, and, and that's something that when it comes to issues relating to international, how they impact us locally, healthy debate is good. And we're not going to agree on, on all points. But bottom line is I think it creates a, a stronger, more vibrant, more dynamic community. And that does help assure its future. So whereas what we would call mainstream media or like, say, daily newspapers or public radio stations have a broad range of issues that we cover with a broad range of perspectives included, 
yours is sort of sort of that broad range of perspectives, but all kind of under the framework of that particular issue. It's almost like here's here's your north star. You know, your north star is a how do you how how do you be credible? Uh, if you're not credible, if you're not believable, especially in an era of fake news and alternative facts, then you, you're just not going to succeed. So for us, the North Star is how do you be credi- uh, credible, and that is how do you reflect reality? And the reality is with the framework of what we do as a Jewish community-focused media outlet is how do we talk about, write about, discuss with our community issues that not everybody agrees on. And it's not just international. Uh, you know, whenever we write about, gee, there are people in our community who have drug addiction issues or they are spouse abusers or child abusers, we don't have uh, any more or less than perhaps other communities, maybe a little less, maybe a little more, but it happens. So for us, we believe that the North Star ultimately is how do we reflect reality and some people in our community don't like reality, and we're going to be difficult for them to be welcomed into their homes. But hopefully, and I believe the case is that most of the people who are in our community, who are our readers, recognize that they may have a point of view, but there are other points of view and just papering over everything and saying everything is hunky-dory and wonderful is not reality. And if we did that, I don't think you and I would be having this conversation because we would have been out of business. So I want to ask you about, in our last few minutes here, I want to ask you about some of the partnerships that you've had. You're part of the new Michigan Media Group, and we here at WDET work with you through the Detroit Journalism Cooperative. Uh, And that's a really interesting partnership because you're, as part of new Michigan Media, you're at the table with some other ethnic uh, community minority papers here in the area, including the Arab American News. And so I guess, tell me about that partnership and what that group does for you as a publication and what it does to kind of further understanding and conversation in the metro Detroit area? Well, one of the things that uh, that many people don't realize about our metropolitan area is it is incredibly diverse. And at the same time, uh, historically, the region has been very segregated. In fact, one of the most, if not the most segregated metropolitan area in the country. So within this particular region, with all of this diversity, you have various ethnic minority entities that are, that are serving their communities and at the same time tying them into the broader narrative of what's going on, whether it's Detroit or Detroit's comeback or its challenges in coming back and also relating to news, whether it's from Korea, if you're the Korean Weekly, or the Middle East, if you're the Arab American News, et cetera, et cetera. So the unique thing, I believe, with New Michigan Media, uh, and again, it was Professor Haigoshigan at Wayne State, who put us together initially, is you have people who, at times, are not, we're just not going to share each other's narratives. And we're going to agree to disagree that my narrative and your narrative may not really match up. Now that we've expressed that, where can we work together? And it's in those areas. You know, things relating to uh, issues of immigration, things relating to fairness, things relating to some of, you know, issues with our judicial system, uh, where, where we can and do work together. So that's, I think, the value. And it, it benefits us, I think, very significantly, being the Jewish news. Uh, and at the same time, I think we all 
uh, become friends. You know, we're all never we're never going to all agree on every issue, but we can laugh with each other, we can poke fun at each other. But when the time comes, you know, we can help each other out, and we do. Uh, and and the fact that we're also plugged into the Detroit Journalism Cooperative. Uh, I think uh, also creates some of that additional benefit that percolates up uh, through other outlets, including WDT. So what has it meant for your audience to be part of that partnership? I think first and foremost is they they get exposed to other communities, uh, what they're doing, challenges that they're facing. Uh, Part of the collaborative that we have is, you know, we've had stories run in the Jewish news that were produced by the Arab American News or the Latino Press uh, or or the uh, Michigan Korean Weekly, and they've had in their publications items that we've created as well. So there is not just uh, how do we work together, but we are actually sharing content uh, among ourselves uh, and really to the for the benefit of our respective communities because to the extent that we can break down certain uh, stereotypes or assumptions about our communities uh, and put it front and center, again, if we're trying to be credible, if we're trying to reflect reality, then I think it's important, and I think my colleagues in New Michigan Media also believe it's important to share the reality of communities that most of our uh, audience doesn't have uh, that much interaction with. All right. Arthur Horowitz, publisher and executive editor of the Detroit Jewish News. Thanks for joining us and talking a little bit about the 75th anniversary of your newspaper. People can get it where? Oh, www.thejewishnews.com. There's a list of where you can purchase copies of the weekly Jewish news as well as the 75th anniversary commemorative issue. And, of course, you can subscribe as well. All right. I should point out that support for WDET's work with the Detroit Journalism Cooperative comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, the John S. and James L. Knight Foundation, Renaissance Journalism's Michigan Reporting Initiative, and the Ford Foundation. Thanks so much for joining us on Detroit Today. I'm Sandra Swoboda. You're listening to WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. This show only comes together with the help of the team here at WDET. For this show, it was associate producers Aaron Allen, Melissa Mason, uh, exec- uh, executive producer Joan Isabella, also our program director, producers Laura Weber Davis and Jake Neer, and technical director and engineer Matthew Trevethan. Detroit Today's theme song was composed by WDET's Sam Bobian. You can listen to us also on iTunes and where you get your podcasts. Look forward to having you back tomorrow as we continue discussion about issues in this city.